You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the hole in none fantasy golf podcast with me words and my neighbor vje mr dody fayade on tonight's show rory rises to the top of a stacked leaderboard in canada we'll see how that shook up the blc leaderboard and then we head up to brookline for the 122nd playing of the united states open championship hi johnny hello words how the hell are you I'm just wonderful. Oh, How are you? Good. I'm good, thanks. No, uh, no legitimate complaints. Um, well, I guess we should start with we got to update uh, our fan, the fans, our fans, our listeners. They're probably not our fans. They're, <laughs> they, just, they, they're just guys. They're like those cucks. <laughs> exactly. Um, on our match, it was hard fought. It was a long, hot walk. But at the end of the day, I won. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm humbly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. I wanted to be like, yeah, I beat words. It's fucking ass. Fuck him. It's the JE show now. Um, <laughs> yeah, words. So you won. No, you won. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's going to be like, what happened? <laughs> I still don't know. Uh, yes, I won. Thank you, words. Congrats. But uh, it's pretty funny just, you know, coming out of the gates, I can I can say, it. you know, oh, the nerves were there a little bit. <laughs> You know, I wasn't even nervous. I my head left my body. My brain left my body. That's I don't why. Know what I didn't, that's why I didn't get high like super high before. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little high. Well, yeah, I took about two foot. Uh, I let's see. I made contact with the earth about two feet behind the ball, and it went right around the the white tees. So that really, uh, that really shivered me timbers yeah. to open up the match. Well, that was so words words at we we're. Debating who hits first, so we do the T-flip, which Words had to do like four <laughs> T-flips before it actually landed on one of us because it kept going dead even like through the middle. So Words took a sand wedge-like divot with a driver off of hole one. Yeah, it was a humbling game. And you still almost made four. The, humbling game. Played a utility metal, uh, you know, up the, the ridge uh, in front of the green and almost made it. I was like, if this motherfucker makes four, I will mm. kill myself. Oh, and um, then I got snappy on two. It was a, uh, you know... One of them days. Words. I'll say the spot that you were on too. I've definitely been there before. Oh yeah, Bob. <laughs> I've been I've been there before. <laughs> but then after, unfortunately, my second shot made really solid contact with a tree. Yeah, and that's maybe when I showed. You know, again, I I didn't really feel nervous at all. But sometimes, just when I get a a little chip around the green in my hands, I I belayed it. You know, easy, easy. 
it wasn't an easy shot, but it wasn't difficult at all. And all I had to do was even get up, down, and down. But I bladed it almost into the water, into the sand trap, and we pushed two with the double, and that's when I knew it was on. <laughs> yeah, that's when Burglar was like, why the fuck am I playing with these two assholes? Yeah, and shout out to our guy, Spence. He came out and watched the whole thing. Absolutely. That um, was fun. But yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a true... Uh, nothing was safe until it was finally over. So, you know, I, I took a one-up lead heading into the back nine. You immediately cut it to even after 10. And then I'll do something that I will never do for the rest of my life, John, and I'll never forget it either. <laughs> well, I, w- I was going to wait for you to bring it up. I was going to be like, where's what was the turning point in the match, you think? Uh, Yeah, that would have <laughs> been it right there. So, yeah, I was two down, and I win nine and 10. And uh, we both hit decent shots on the par 311th. We both hit it to about four feet, and Johnny kind of—he's—you're you're a, a few inches further than me. And Johnny's kind of—I I thought it was like I was probably five feet, you were four feet, yeah. maybe, you know. And it was like a good, good question mark, and I kind of like chuckled, like, <laughs> and didn't really answer. <laughs> Je drains it, and I fucking jerk mine left, and it catches a bunch of the lip and doesn't fall. And it was just like, oh, that—that's the last time I do that again. Well, let me tell you my version of what happened. <laughs> I make complete eye contact with you as I'm walking to my ball, and then I look at you again for like five seconds, and I'm just trying to make sure you read that I'm like, words, should we do good, good here? Jesus, pick it up, Tony. (laughs) Then I say, words, good, good. And I felt like you thought about it for a second, right? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. And then it was kind of like, no. And so I barely, that mine caught the lip and fell in. And then- Mine comp? Mine comp. Mine caught the lip (laughs) and fell in, you know? And then- uh, after all that, you know, I step up. You give me essentially a one-up lead there. We come up to the short par four, twelfth. Uh, I hit one of my best, better shots all day. It's off the cl- off my club face, you know, do the be good kind of thing. And and I'm on the green in, in one, and I've just got a two putt for birdie. You answer. You make a great chip, hit it up to about four feet. We push the next hole with birdie, and I'm like, okay, thank God that word dismissed that last putt. And the, I had to make a similar one to you know four or five feet to push you on that hole. And then going into the match, you said, I get a pop on 13, but it's not like it's going to matter anyways because I always double that hole. Yeah. <laughs> you proceed to hit 2OB <laughs> and more or less concede the, the hole to me. So Yeah, it was just a really long walk without hitting a golf shot for me. Yeah, and, and it's funny how those things go, man. It's like a shot here or there really, really changes the whole um, – outcome more or less it can oh absolutely so i'm standing over my i hit a great drive on 14 i've got like 82 yards in i'm like perfect i'm gonna throw that like words is short in front of the bunker and i'm like i'm gonna throw this to fucking 10 feet and easy par another win here i almost bladed onto 63rd street like luckily hangs up behind the green hit a great chip and had about five feet to win the hole missed that but yeah, it was a tough fought match. Words birdied 16 uh, when I made par after I had him dorm me with three to play. So he's down two with two to play. And that's when I really hit probably the two best shots I hit all day. The drive after you sent one right down the middle, I hit one even a little bit better, if I might say so myself, and then stuck my, my wedge shot in to pretty much seal the match. So Well, the putt was awesome too. So, yep. Thanks. Good, fun match. And now you get to get railroaded by a... 66 year old uh i think he's 70 is he not 70 no 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 no. uh well if if megan's 38 or nine right 
I'm 36. I'm 30, How old's your dad? 36. My dad's seven. My dad's 75. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's just my dad was your an dad accident. Would get fucking. <laughs> I was an, I was an <laughs> yeah. accident. You were an unhappy accident. <laughs> no. I'm the only. I'm the only boy. So that's like the one thing I think that's like saving me from like knowing that I was an accident. <laughs> yeah. Like my dad really wanted. Your dad's like, you know, I was pro-abortion a lot for a long time. Like since <laughs> my the dad's 60s. a liberal, bro. Yeah, super lib. Yeah. Um, I will say. You know, Klaus sent us the text message Tuesday before we played, or maybe it was Thursday before we played, and it was like, well, just so you know, like, whoever wins is going to get their yeah, ass kicked. And I'm just kind of like, you know what, Klaus, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, Klaus. But uh, I did look it up. I think we're playing straight up. Yeah, playing yeah. straight up, he gets to play from the golds, I play from the blacks. So I'll take my chances rather than him giving, Klaus gave him seven. You know, it's a lot different. That's, yeah, it's tough if you're plus four, Klausy. Yeah, it's the it's the furthest I've ever been in the tournament. I mean, I think you've made it to the quarter lead semis. Okay, um, so yeah, I'm final four. Hey, it's it's one of those things that it's it's starting to creep into my head. Like oh you still God. get your name, you still get your name on something out there. You do? Yeah, there's that little plaque that's down in that little hallway that. Leads. Oh, in the locker, if uh-huh. you win. Exactly. Hey, words. <laughs> Job's not done yet, bub. Yeah, that was me reminding you. That. Yeah, well, I tr- trust me, but that's what I mean. It's it's, it's now starting to creep in. You can yeah. see what your, the etching is going to look like. I just I'm two win, wins away from giving myself a chance to play for it. So let's just get the first one done first, right? That's right. I got I got to take him out on a day like you and I played. They're like, oh, let's just walk, and then it's like, oh, the poor bastard got a heat stroke. <laughs> I guess I win if he doesn't finish, right? I'm not fucking walking, Johnny. <laughs> no, but definitely have my hands full. Actually, uh, Bobby and I, who I play, we played in a scramble together just a couple weeks ago, the Toby tournament. He was he on my team. Your, oh, yeah. was he really? He was on my team. Him and Megan both were on my team. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Both sticks. Yeah. I love old Bobby. In words, that's not the only thing I won this week, by the way. You saw the cooler in there. <laughs> Everyone oh, hates God. me. Played in this Monday scramble uh, two days ago, and... There do, it wasn't even for anything I did on the golf course. I entered a raffle, and I won a Yeti yeah. cooler. Yeah, you were asked if you wanted in a raffle. You're like, well, it doesn't cost anything, does it? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to donate to some Wait, bullshit charity, I do I? to <laughs> some fucking kid with glasses, do I? <laughs> it's not going, just let me make, let me get things straight. It's not for some bullshit charity. <laughs> You're just a little $400 Yeti. Yeah. It's sick. It's got, a, it's got wheels and everything. I've never had, like, a nice cooler like that. <laughs> I've already asked to borrow it, too. The neighbor says no. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, you're going out of town, right? I I'm going to pack that up with, like, a six-pack. I cannot wait till you <laughs> ask me to borrow my ladder again. <laughs> you kicked me off. <laughs> yeah, you can borrow it, and then, like, you casually push it over. <laughs> hey, can I borrow your ladder? Robin really needs to use it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of ladder... Uh, my one of my childhood heroes, <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Did you, did you see Jeff Hardy? It made the news this week. Oh yeah, that was a good looking mug <laughs> shot. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of crazy numbers, but point two nine three was what he blew in the breath registered in the breathalyzer. <laughs> that's drunk. I watched the video. He's too. like Florida record. Well, and that's the other thing too. Yeah, uh, was he in Florida or North uh, Carolina? No, North, probably North. He Carolina. was wearing a Jacksonville Jaguars T-shirt, um, but <laughs> Bortles. Uh, you know, he's poor Jeff, man. He's 44. He is his, his, I watched the, I watched the six and a half minute long, uh, dash cam video and he felt he was fucking whispering. Like he didn't know where the fuck he was. He thought he was in, he was coming from North Carolina to North Carolina is what he said. Um, 
He's like, I wasn't driving, was I? But one of the things they had him do was they were, had him in a parking lot to do the sobriety test, and he's like on a lined parking spot. And so, you know, it's like stand with your feet together and your hands to your side, and I think they're going to have him walk a line. And it's like, come on, Jeff. He, he used to do that on the top of the ladder where he'd kind of stand with his feet together, and then he'd do the swanton bomb off the top, you know? <laughs> no, I don't, but yes. The, the Hardy Boys, uh, I mean, that was like the peak of my like, 90, like 98 to like... 2000 I mean just primetime shit and Jeff has stood with his fucking feet together like that and not fallen over like he did in the video like four times they had to like have another trooper like help him not fall down and then finally they they arrest him they put his hands behind his backs and they he's not a huge guy but they're he's big enough to where they had to get two sets of cuffs to cuff him from behind his back so it's sad that's his third DUI in like four uh, four years I think I'm glad I didn't kill anyone. Yeah, I know. I know. See, he just, <laughs> they asked him if he had anything to drink, and he's like, yeah, I mean, no. a little bit. And they, they, he goes, like, what did you drink? And he goes, three double shots of fireball. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. It, this was like nine, by the time they actually arrested him, it was like 9.50 in the morning. So is that a long night, or was he up early drinking? I'm assuming. Oh, God. There might have been some meth involved. Who knows? He's like, you don't brush your teeth with that stuff? It's so <laughs> yeah. refreshing. Yeah. So uh, needless to say, old Jeff, I think he went to rehab like within the last two years. So we need to get him set up with whoever's helping our boy, Sean Weiss, you know, Goldberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Sean. I was like, Sean, wait, Sean Cates is. He's <laughs> Not Sean the Milf Hunter either. Oh, fuck yeah, Sean. <laughs> We were joking. The guys I played in the tournament with on Monday, I won't, I'll let them rename nameless. They were they're in the league. It's like anytime we started talking about like tits or ass or porn, <laughs> it's like just bombs were hit. And so I was like, yeah, it's something about like milf hunter. And somebody was like, oh man, that's a blast from the past. And I was like, can anyone tell me what the milf hunter's name was? And that's when I said, oh fuck yeah, right there, Sean. <laughs> yeah, right there, Sean. Hell yes. <laughs> they were like, wow, J.E. I'm very <laughs> uncomfortable right now. I, I know. Uh, one of our highest rated uh, shows, I think, was whenever I broke down my top five uh, celebrity uh, sex tapes and One Night in one China night in was China. number one. <laughs> that one was so gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you watched. That's all they care about. Uh, Pam and Tommy. <laughs> Speaking of numbers, did you see what we did this week? We, we surpassed 20,000 loads. Oh, wow. 20,000 downloads. It just took 19,000 episodes. <laughs> us, com- we, us combined? How we, many we did it. loads we busted? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, that's great. I didn't see that, actually. Yeah. Uh, I know our show's been slowly declining ever since it became so homoerotic. <laughs> 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 it's like, I got to turn this shit off. Uh, well, great. What are we? This is like our hundred. So this is the... This is the fourth year doing it. What is this, like our 135th or 6th episode, maybe? I mean... No idea. This is a grind. People who think we suck, (laughs) kiss my ass. (laughs) People who think we suck, you're probably right, but we're going to keep fucking doing it, man. Yeah, until until the season's over and we have to renew our deals. Until J.E. gets Jeff Hardied. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, J.E. didn't get to uh, record last night. He was in jail. Um... Speaking of jail, how about the guy climbing the Devon Tower? <laughs> the uh, was that yesterday, two days ago? 
Yeah, and it was all because he's against abortion, anti-abortion, climb. Our, our, our best friend. That it's kind of a stretch, right? Our, our, what made me think of this was our, the league celebrity, Eddie Ratto, had a great tweet. He's like, believe it or not, if you think it's unsafe to climb the Devon Tower, he's about to head somewhere like even more dangerous, <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma County Jail, <laughs> which it's had a very bad uh, run the last, you know, several years. 20? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, congrats to that dude. Though. That was tight. <laughs> it was tight. He was a little, sh- little too windy for me, bub. Well, I think initially they thought it was like some guy who had escaped from jail. It was like fugitive climbing Devon Tower, and then it turns out it was just some like activist, and he had like a bag of chalk and everything. Like he's just a free climber. He's a climber. What is he, like twenty three and right like pro uh, pro life activist or something or pro choice? Nerd alert. Which one? Life. Oh. Okay, yeah, it's not, he's like, yeah, this one's for, this one's for Trump. This one's for you, Stint. (laughs) Stint pardoned them. (laughs) Stint gives him the Rolex that should have been boxers. Which we talked about, we found out that he did keep it, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) I fucking did it, I'm the man, I'm the governor, I'm the fucking man. I'm I'm the pen now. That's what I should have said when I knocked in that putt on 17. I'm the pen now. It's my show. No. Uh, <laughs> just joking. I had to bring it up one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved how you're like, let's tell people the show. Like, there's going to be a lot of people coming in. Like, it was just us two on the T sheet. Like, we had to last minute fill it up. Like, does anyone want to play with us? <laughs> come on. Anyone? Sure someone noticed, guys. Right? <laughs> you mean people don't watch the T sheet like me? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it was fun. Yeah, I bet it was, man. It, it was a lot of fun. Took a couple years off my life. I got pretty drunk after. Where? Oh, about you? I went to the pool. To oh, the you pool. did? I was like, hey, guess what? I'm B-words, guys. <laughs> Everybody. Remember I was like, hey, text me if you go up to the pool. Uh, I went at like 5 o'clock. So, yeah. I didn't so I didn't feel like texting. Yeah, I didn't want to text you, Bob. <laughs> no, it was so fucking hot. You know, I had to like sit in the water with the baby basically, so... It, I didn't really get that drunk, but we I did pick up Empire, and I watched two movies when I got home that night. I watched the tail end of Happy Gilmore, which I filmed a video of him popping champagne with Grandma and everybody and waving goodbye to Chubbs, and I said this was me when I got home from the golf course today. You didn't send that to me. I know. I sent it to Dad. I'm like, hey, I fucked words up, guys. How are you? <laughs> I'm just joking. But then I watched Chef. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, with... Uh John Farvu, uh-huh. great John movie. Favreau. Yeah, heart heartwarming movie. What a good movie. Yeah, I guess it's pretty good. And the guy from the pest. The guy was a food truck. <laughs> yeah, uh, John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, that's it, man. Other than that, won the cooler. It's been a, it's been a heck of a week for me. All man. I need to do is pick a winner this week. Great week for John. He's gonna be the Sep Strocker for me this week, baby. Oh Christ, uh, my picks. Oof, I'm really scared. Um, all right, well, we're pretty much at the almost the 20-minute mark. We haven't said a goddamn thing, so I don't know. What do you want to talk about now? Goldberg? <laughs> what is going? Is he, is he drunk again? Don't we talk about live golf? No, I mean, yeah, we can. We, didn't, we haven't. I guess that's happened since our last show, huh? Yeah. Charles Swartzel? Hot Carl. <laughs> at, when was the last time he'd won? The Masters? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he probably won on the DP. Yeah. Who gives a shit, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I did watch a little bit of the Thursday morning coverage, but after that, I didn't even really pay attention to the scoreboard. I knew Charles Sh- uh, had the lead and everything, but it didn't make me want to watch it anymore. DJ sucks. Phil sucks. 
Gooch, I think, had a finished eighth or something. Did he? Yeah. It's just not, I don't feel like it's appealing, uh, just the money aspect of it anymore, right? It's mm-hmm. like they kept shoving that down everyone's throat. It's like, oh my God, he's going to win $4 million. It's like, I don't give a fuck if Charles Schwartzer has $4 million extra dollars now. Like, all those guys have buku money already. Anyways, it does not matter to me. Like, that's not appealing. So, I I don't know. I really hope it. it's not going to fail miserably because there's just too much money behind it. And there's just, like I said last week, the tournaments are going to keep, the fields are going to kind of keep getting better every week because the money's going to be right there. And these PGA Tour guys are just kind of tweeners, you should say, I should say. I mean, they're going to keep going. Like, Ricky's going to go. Bubba Watson's going to go. Who else is going this week? So, uh, Brooks, I don't know if Brooks you saw his press probably, conference. Yeah. It seemed like he didn't shut the door on it, that's for sure. Yeah, Brooks is probably going to be gone. Um, it's just, it's sad. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I don't, I think it's sad. And I don't think that the golf is very good. Cause if you pay guys that much to where they don't need to practice, the product is not going to be fucking good. Did you hear about Keith Mitchell? Uh, he came out with a very strong kind of more or less thought of what this is going to do to the whole, basically like golf world. How bad for golf? Yeah. And basically it's going to change you know, if they can get into the pipeline, I think they're looking for by attracting these young kids coming out of school. So it's like the PGA Tour U. The top five get to go to the Corn Ferry. What if they just go to the Live Golf and make way more money than they would potentially on tour, guaranteed, and then they don't even have to grind? Uh, and then all of a sudden, does that change the way the PGA Tour? Then maybe the PGA Tour makes the PGA Tour you. You automatically get your fucking tour card rather than going to just the fucking Corn Ferry. Like they're going to have to sweeten the pot. It's going to hurt the the Corn Ferry Tour because they're going to lure some of the guys that are fringe Corn Ferry Tour players. Then what if the DP Tour? doesn't necessarily ban the guys who have gone to, to what if they let DJ, what if they let Bryson go play on that tour? I've heard that their Saudis are now looking to buy the DP tour. Yeah. And so like now it's just, there's such a divide of everything in us against them. And, and, you know, I think Jay Monahan's kind of approach, he, he didn't really, he really he didn't done do a fucking anything. Thing. You know? I'm, I'm almost just as pissed at him as the, the live guys. I mean, Jay, the last, the, the only time I've heard him speak about this deal was when he we went in the booth with uh, Nance and Faldo last week, and it was just basically whining about it and not. He hasn't done a goddamn thing except mm-hmm. sweeten a few of the purses and the pip deal. Wow, the pip. Wow, that was very riveting. Yeah, it's like okay, let's just give it to Tiger again. It's like that's gonna get old if he's not really playing right. And I mean, not to say he doesn't deserve it. Everyone I think on tour thinks he does, but still, it's like. What does that do to change anything with Live Golf? It's like you give Tiger Woods more money. That really does nothing. But you're right. I mean, it's like he kind of took a wait-and-see approach, and it's like... For as much as I hate Greg Norman, he has been doing shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like just like what Rory said. I, like It was kind of a shitty question as far as, like, I think he was trying to, like, almost kind of yeah. dig at Rory a little bit, but he asked... He's like, well, you were clearly wrong at Riviera when you said this thing was dead in the water in February, and, and why would you? Why were you wrong? And his answer was, well, I guess I fucking took guys for their word. Like everyone that committed, Bryson, DJ, they issued statements that clearly said that they were committed to the PGA Tour, which was a flat out fucking lie. Or they just came over the top with a little bit more money. He's like, okay, well, yeah, twenty five more million. Yeah, I guess I'll go now. But like. 
Rory essentially said, I took guys for their word, and I guess that was wrong to do. Like, I can only judge my peers by what they fucking tell me, and they fucking said they weren't going, so I didn't think they were going to go, so I thought it was dead. Mm. Yeah. I listened to all the Phil's, like, 25-minute press conferences were just a fucking joke. He's a joke, and, like, the God, the crowd was not booing him like I wanted them to. They were... I'm not a fucking slippery piece of shit, I swear. <laughs> the slippery No, board. I only have one family. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> they love him so much up there because they... Yeah, the <laughs> slippery whore <laughs> that I donated my jizz to. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't stand that. And you know, you and I have been pretty con- constant with our thoughts about Phil. We've kind of thought he was a douche prick the whole time and obviously his true colors are showing should the golfers be able to choose where they play and where they don't play that's a different story i think but at the end of the day again i'm going to bring up what rory said i think all of these guys took the easy way out they're getting paid they are losing sponsorships they're losing fans over the deal but they really don't give a fuck because at the end of the day they're getting rich off of it and they were already rich to begin with but now they can never play another fucking tor- tournament, and they're fine because they're, their fucking pockets are lined. And John Rahm said it in his press conference. He never started playing golf for fucking money. He plays it for fucking trophies, and if that means that these— And Kelly's kid. <laughs> exactly. If that means that these guys don't— I play pick- golf for two reasons, to get my name on trophy and for pussy. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, how is anything going to, like, slow— this momentum or potentially make it not as attractive to go potentially play on the live tour. If they can still play in majors, if the golf keeps sucking in guys worse than Charles wins, that's what I'm hoping for some guy who no one knows to win in Portland and for it to be just an absolute snooze fest and for no one to show up. Well, I just think that the well that they're getting the money from isn't going to go dry, but it's like, when do some of these guys that are playing then start if they regretting their decisions or because their golf's going to be shit and they're going to get to play in the majors and they won't make any cuts. But what if Augusta all of a sudden decides to not let some of these guys in? Do the RNA and USGA follow suit? Like I think the PGA, like is the PGA of America going to ban the guys, even though it's not technically the PGA Tour? It's not. No, it sounds like they're gonna they're gonna be allowed to play if they're if you know if they qualify by world world ranking points. And we don't need to get into all that and how it's going to affect them with live golf. And that's why they're going to try to buy the DP tour um, and, you know, to acquire world ranking points in that regard. Yes, because remember we talked about that last week and we we had wondered about the world ranking points. And because the live golf is a 54-hole tournament, you cannot award world ranking points unless it's 72 holes is one thing I did learn over the last course of the week okay that's cool yeah and did you know that live that's such bullshit though okay i'm going back to like oh i'm doing this to spend more time with my fucking family oh really so you're gonna play in all 14 live events and then you want to go play in like four or five other ones so you can get world ranking points that's what you're playing in anyways (laughs) you dumb bastards yeah so that right now it's eight right it's eight and it's gonna be 14 next season or 10 10 to 14 yeah i think they're gradually gonna add more but like did you dj's interview after when he's like so what are you gonna do the rest of the the, the, uh, i'll do whatever i want yeah you're not uh. dj has grinded for probably you know since he was a fucking teenager 
He's just fucking tired of it now. He wants to go fucking do coke and fuck other people than Paulina or fuck other people with Paulina, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. So that's live golf. Yeah, I, I, I do think it'll be interesting to see how some of these um, United States ran, turn like, not ran, but United States tournaments go. Because what, um, they're playing at Sleepy Hollow in Portland, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're playing at... Uh, Trump Durrell. They're playing Doral, and they're going to play Bedminster, Bedminster, right? Yeah. And that's the other fuck you, you know, the PGA moves this, the U.S. or the PGA this year from Trump Bedminster to Southern Hills. Oh, and you and, know. And the Donald just, hey, come on over, Saudi boys. You can play at my no, turn, my you know, course. You know Greg Norman called Trump two seconds after that happened. Oh, hello. Hello, <laughs> President, my, Mr. President Trump. My good friend, Donald. Mr. President Greg Norman is a slippery son of a bitch, too. All right, let's uh, we can turn the page on that because it's a fucking major week, Johnny. <laughs> well, obviously, before that, we got to talk about the oh, the other open that Canada we- <laughs> Rory won. That was the other fuck you to live is that, that this was a, great, a stacked leaderboard, great tournament. Yeah, it was fun, and the last threesome to go off was what Rory, JT, and Tony, and they all played awesome on Sunday, but. The I mean, worst round, uh, JT and Tony shoot 64 on Sunday, and Rory just 62s him. I mean, pretty... And, and not to mention, uh, Justin Rose was 11 under through, like, 15 holes, comes into the last hole, bogeys 18 to shoot 60. 60. Yeah, that's... He I'm birdies like, that hole, he shoots fucking 58, like... I thought long and hard about Rosie this week, I'm not gonna lie. I got yeah. him in my one-and-done draft league. Draft yeah, league. He, uh, he, he's a... He's a sleeper for sure, obviously U.S. Open champion. But, you know, Justin Rose finishes – I mean, Sunday was crazy low compared to kind of what we thought was going to happen. You know, I think we – I'd mentioned it before. I thought potentially single digits was going to do it. The guys torched the place. My guy, Wyndham Clark, had the lead through most of the tournament, which was awesome to see. He ended up qualifying for the uh, Open Championship because of his performance. So that's right. that's a good and listen, I think that the tournament organizers originally had that planned, and that's how they had the course set up, especially on Thursday and Friday. It was tough. And then I think that, you know, because this live golf bullshit, they were like, okay, let's get the fucking crowd some birdies. They want to see some of this shit. <laughs> crowd so, was going crazy. It was a good crowd. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think that the, they definitely, uh, they saw there was some rain also, but they softened the course, and the pin placements weren't nearly as hard from my understanding on, uh, on Sunday as they were on th- Thursday and Friday. Well, just to give you a sense of the top five, I mean, Rory, Tony, JT, Justin Rose, Sam Burns. I mean, you can't dream it up much better with the field that you have. Yep. Um, not to mention Corey Connors, Canada's hope. I keep doing that. Canada's hope, Corey Connors finishes an outright six. So, I mean, it was a great leaderboard. Not to mention Keith Mitchell was right there. I mean, really good leaderboard. Uh, you taking Pete this this week, bub? Uh, no, I'm not. Ooh. But uh yeah, it was it was a great tournament, man. Um yeah, I mean, a great way to head into the fucking Canadian Open happens. Now the US Open's time to shine and I got to hope that the fucking USGA and PGA Tour even though they're not necessarily running this tournament will be very very happy if we can get something similar to what we saw Sunday in Toronto. Toronto. Um, but words, I mean, one of the biggest black eyes, not black eyes, but our guy, Terrell, played awful. Ugh. Ugh. He's a bitch. Little bitch. Yeah, he's a whiny little bitch. He's I'm tired cunt. of his he's bullshit. Yeah. 
he was whining about the court. I mean, I think I'm done with Terrell. I mean, I kind of like you know the first thing when his when his wife came out of the porta potty after taking a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's my wife. It's my girlfriend. Taking? Are you over there taking a shit, <laughs> honey? <laughs> um, also, words. Uh, I know we talked about this before, but uh, our guy Chris got her up. Uh, he, he did not exactly farewell in his uh, tour debut. It was not his tour debut. Remember, he played in. Oh, that, uh, yeah. I just meant since turning the flex event. He got top ten, so that was pretty good. Yeah, I just meant. I since mean, it was okay, right? Turning pro. Yeah. Hey, shit. I mean, come on. This piece of shit just fucking finished college. He can't make a top ten. Jesus. Um, but yeah. Um, but other than that, words, I mean, the story was Rory McIlroy. Um, and, and your pick, Tony Finau, he seemed to have turned the corner. Hopefully this isn't the same Tony that finished second place eight times last year. Maybe Tony gets a win this year soon. All of a sudden turning it around like Jordan did last year. I don't know. I mean, the 64 on Sunday has to feel like a, a huge weight off of his shoulders because as we said, last year, the season or the year before, I mean, his his weekend average was like five strokes worse than his Thursday, Friday. And, uh, yeah, he's really starting to put some stuff together for old Big Tony. Still looking for a, for that PGA Tour win. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah. Well, the, the other crazy thing is, is, you know, he went for 62 in the third round. So the three guys that finished in the top three, they're – Tony actually had the lowest weekend score, 126, and then JT and Rory both are, are 127, which 63-64 Saturday-Sunday for JT compared to 65-62 for Rory Saturday-Sunday. So they were bringing the fucking heat, and uh, those three guys deserved what they what they did there in in Canada. So Canada. Canada. Uh, words, my kind of one thing that really bugged me – uh, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick, C-Rob said it best, never trust a guy with braces. I pick him week before at Memorial, misses the cut. He ends up finishing in the top 10 for you. He gets you at 220K. Shane Lowry, my guy, was tied right there with him. But Harold Varner, after coming out with a 65, he kind of fizzled out on Friday, but had a decent weekend. He finished tied for 13. So, um, you know, our, our picks were, were decent, not great, but uh, you definitely edged me with the uh, – Harold Varner or uh, Tony Finau pick, uh, getting you almost almost a million dollars for second place. So yeah, that was nice. As I said, after we were having some beers after you beat me, I was like, the only it doesn't matter if Tony wins. It's, <laughs> it's all a wash. It does not matter. But uh, yeah, a million bucks for second. That's good. Yep. So um, as far as the overall, or I guess the final results from the Canadian Open, nobody was better than Lebowski's achievers. My guy from Dallas, Sean Cates, first place, Rory McIlroy, Tony Finau, and Matt Fitzpatrick, $2.7 million. Not bad at all, considering he was almost half a million ahead of the second-place finisher. That's Righteous Gemstones. That's uh, Jeremy McCarty. In third place, we had a two-way tie with Brookson DeKepka. That's Jake Keith, another one of our guys. Um, he was tied there with Fix Your Divots. That's Chuck Rolls. He's on a fucking heater. He's had the top 10 finish the last two weeks consecutively, so congrats to Chuck. Um, in fifth place, Bogey Lowenstein, your guy, Brian Lowry, who put on a hell of a tournament just about a month ago for uh, Max Holman's memorial. In sixth place, Miners.eth, that's Jeremiah Miners. He was hot early in the season. A three-way tie for seventh, and Co., that's Annie Coulson. Patrick Reed's choker, our guy, Tyler Thomas, who was wearing our T-shirt, 
fishing this past weekend. He put it on Instagram. He tried to tag us, but he we didn't let him tag us because we don't follow him, and I felt like a dickhead for it. So you so can't I, tag us. We don't fucking follow. I him. guess not. He tried to. He tried to add us. Uh, he said something. He was like, "Hit a low t- low point in my life. I tried to tag Hole and None, but I realized it wouldn't let me tag you because I, you don't follow me." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, sorry, bub." What a good dad <laughs> taking his son fishing. I know. And congrats uh, to, for the top seven T seven there. Uh, our dog, Ryan Store, he's been hot lately as well. He f- was tied for seventh. And then rounding out the top ten, <laughs> great name here, Don Keydick. <laughs> That's Jake Harrell. Uh, I think he actually finished in the top ten one time, and I was like, Don Keydick. And then I finally realized, eh, that's Donkey Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats on the name and... Uh, the top 10 finish too, eh? Yeah, top 10 finish too. Uh, words, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't all that bad for you. Um, you finished T43, 1.16 million. I was down <laughs> near the bottom, bub. I was tied for 136 with 380,000. Yes. So uh, you increased the lead. I, all I got to do is I, I got to mention this. There's several, several, several vacants, but we did have one person that did submit picks that they were all no-shows. <laughs> and, that, and that's the Dallas Sooners, <laughs> Dan Covey, who once was in the top 10 and is now fading like a little bitch. Just kidding, Dane. I love you. Um, but yeah, Dane, geez, no show, no show, no show. He must have had, it must have been like the Fred Couples, Tiger Woods, uh, John Daly, like your brother had early in the season. <laughs> hey, other bro has been getting kind of poppy lately. Well, uh, even though he did have Johnson Wagner who didn't make the cut, but that's okay. Well, at least he was in the field, right? I mean, hey, you got to pick. You got to pick family, man. There you go. All right, words. So the overall standings, we have a, a guy that's over twenty million. I think he was there last week too. But the lead has increased. I want to shake your hand. Ben Doherty now has almost a nine hundred thousand dollar lead in first place over OKC Francine, who wants that one spot back. He's just under twenty million at nineteen point nine eight million, up four spots. And in a good, good position. I talked about him, his his uh, fall from grace. The beta soy boys, Walker Milligan, he's still got a lot of the heavy hitters uh, left in play, by the way. I think he's got two ROM picks. He's got uh, McElroy picks. He's got some serious, like, of the top guys in the world, he is positioned very well to be in third place right now. Sneaky fucking rush. I, I did some I did some research, you, you shrink. <laughs> no, I'm just... I did some research, and he is in a very good spot, I'll tell you that much. Um, so congrats on getting back in the top three, Walker. That a babe. In fourth place, one half of the Bash Brothers that'll kick your ass, Mo Lester, Adam Lester, $19.5 <laughs> million. Following one spot to number five is our commish, C-Rob Slicers, that's Chris Roberts. Down one spot also to number six, Grizzly Adams, Chauncey, Matt Venables. He's the last guy that's in the $19 million mark. Up two spots to number seven and still just rising up the charts. Hit the box, David Box. Up four spots and back inside the top ten after a long stay up there. Ryan Scott, R. Scott. Down three spots to number nine, Chris Strong, Tiger Strong. He's been there all year as well. And then holding tight for the third week in a row, I believe, at number ten. That's J.C.K., Jonathan Crummel. Words, after your... million dollars you rise three spots you're at number 21 I fell again down eight spots to number 39 so I'm still inside the top 40 but hanging hanging around words you've got a uh, you're now beating me by 1.3 million dollars so 39 Daryl Strawberry 
for, for the Yanks. <laughs> was that was he still doing Talking coke? About coke. Hope, hope to God he was still doing coke by then. All right. Thanks for the rundown there, Johnny. Um, while you still kind of got the board handy, why don't you go ahead before we take it to Brooklyn and pull up the majors category okay. and give us a little update on where we are there going in to the U.S. Open. You got it, Bob. All right. As far as the majors are concerned, words, um, obviously we've had two played so far, um, and this is crazy. J.P. Delavidane. Delavadine, Dallas Darrell, one, two, three, seven point two million dollars across two majors. That's pretty fucking impressive. He's in first place, trailing him by only seventy k is our guy Barry Threewood. Bailey, Bailey, ba- Bailey's picked two for two on majors so far. So we got to give a shout out to Bailey J there. And he also produced our intro song. So all time great intro song. He is the executive producer of that. We gave, we came to with him to the idea, and he put it into reality. He did. Um, in third place of the overall majors, Dat Win, Ernie Dowdell. And I think that's a play on the old Texas A&M and Dallas Cowboy linebacker, obviously. But it's just Dat and then W-I-N instead of N-G-U-Y-E-N. <laughs> N-Y-G. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, I wasn't ever good at spelling. In third place, or you, fourth place. You aren't good at spelling Vietnamese names? <laughs> no. In third place, another guy that's, hey, we talked about this before, one of my one of my all-time boys. The Rescue Squad, Billy Payne, the commissioner. In fifth place, Garrett. This team did win the tournament you played in, yeah? They did. They won. Ian Ford? Yes. I think it was a scorecard playoff because they won over Cole Strickland's team, Ooh. who had a good little team together. Um, words. Congrats, Billy. Your guy that owes you a couple bucks for the ride to the airport, Garrett Jones, is there in fifth place. That a babe. Um, he's at $6.7 so he's only separated by 500000 Pretty much everyone inside the top 10 is within a million dollars here. So Deadheads, Tanner Wood is in six. C-Rob Slicers, the commission, is still just trying to get rich off this shit. Uh, he's at seven. Number eight, Jesse Liddell, J. Mangenius. And then uh, H. Wig, Hut Wiggington um, is at number nine. And Hit the Box, David Box is at number 10. Um, words, you are, well... I'm actually ahead of you. I'm at 62nd. I'm $3.6 million back. Hey, that's not that far out. That's not that far out if I get every one, two, three this week. Not with this modified purse. Yeah, not the... Oh, hey. Uh, And then words, you are in... Ah, actually, (laughs) you are. You're in 60th. I'm in 62nd. (laughs) You're you're, you're just right there. Neck and neck. (laughs) So, uh, perfect. There we go. So, uh... Yeah, it's funny how this shit can turn on a dime. If you have the winner this week and somebody ahead of you doesn't, that's $3.1 million you're going to make up because I don't know if you guys heard, they just increased the purse for the U.S. Open, or at least officially announced it. Mike Wan, CEO of the USGA, coming through with a $17.5 million purse, $3.1 million going to the winner of this tournament. So it's going to get another pursy son of a bitch this week. Love it. Don't want to miss out on that, bitch. <laughs> All right. Very good, Johnny. Well, should we take it up to Brookline then, Johnny? Brookline, Mass, the country club. Yes. One of the original country clubs in the country. It's pretty easy to get into, I heard. You just have to show that you have direct lineage with someone who is actually on the Mayflower ship coming over. I licked Francis we met's ass. Do I get in? <laughs> That's right. And uh, it's best known for the 1913 U.S. Open where Shia LaBeouf took down Harry Varden and Ted Ray in a playoff. 
Uh, Ted Ray was not nearly as fat as they made him look in the movie, <laughs> no, by the was. way. <laughs> he's like was a fat he? glutton in yeah. the movie, and he's not, like, he wasn't and, even that fat at all. And Francis we met's one of the ugliest sons of bitches you'll ever see. It's like... I, don't, I, I guess, obviously, they worked a lot harder back in those days, but, you know, he had the 10-year-old caddy that looked like he was 40, and then Francis <laughs> we met was 20, and he looked like he was 40. Yeah. Do you, do you know the name of the caddy? Uh, yes, I do. It's something. His last name is something with an F, right? No. Eddie Lowry. Eddie Lowry. I think it's Brian and Brett's <laughs> kin. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they can get in. Yeah. Get us in. No, Eddie Lowry, he actually has a cool story because he went on to become, like, a, a big-time car salesman, and... Uh, no, it's that book called The Match. Anyway, it goes into kind of his life and how he was a big financier for these amateur golfers and kind of flying them across the country for those amateur tournaments. So Eddie yeah. Lowry has a pretty cool uh, golf history outside of being a fucking caddy at 10 years old to win a U.S. Uh, Open, which yes. is pretty sweet. And the other thing that I heard yesterday, I didn't know this about the whole story, but did you know that Francis we met, like he, he had never, like he had won the Massachusetts Amateur and he'd competed in like amateur tournaments, but he'd gotten knocked. I don't even know if he won the Massachusetts Amateur prior to winning the U.S. Open. He basically was, uh, oh, he, he paid. The, the tournament director was like, hey, why aren't you playing? Like, this is across the street from your house. And he was like, well, I, I don't know. I guess I just didn't put much thought into it. I don't know. So I'm really like, fucking poor. Give me five bucks and you can get in the field. And that's what he did. You're shitting me. No, that's how he got in. That's like five grand of today, though. Like, you, hey, Hey, man, you ever earned five bucks the hard way? Yeah. No, pretty much. It was <laughs> Francis, we met, met him at a truck stop. No. <laughs> uh, but the other thing, too, is like from that movie, you know, it's like they made they made Ted Ray off like he was, you know, he like hit a golf ball through a book, you know. And like, I guess the biggest thing was is that Ted Ray could hit it 260. And it was like, oh, my, oh God. my God. Yeah. It was like, oh, fuck. But then yeah. obviously Harry Varden was like the best in that era. Best open champion ever. British Open, I should say. Oh, chops. Yeah. And what else? You know who directed that film? R.I.P.? Uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> no, he's still alive. <laughs> oh, God. That is so funny. How does Gary Busey outlive Bill Paxton? Did Bill Paxton direct that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Twister. <laughs> Arlington Heights, Fort Worth. What's wow. up? Okay. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. So, Brookline, hey, the country club. Obviously, we didn't even talk about, you know, Justin Leonard's weird ass. What about? That, that's where he made the fucking putt on 17. Oh, to win Brookline the, for the 99 Ryder, Ryder Cup. Yeah. I just got a good feeling about this. That was Crenshaw. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I know Justin Leonard didn't fucking say that. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. So, 99 Ryder Cup, US Open, the improbable comeback on Sunday. Also, the 2013 USAM, that was the last USGA event held here, where, of course, Mr. Braceface, my pick from last week, Matty Fitzpatrick, won. Corey Connors was a guy that was in the playoff there. Max Homo was in the field that week. A lot of guys who were in the field this week played in 2013. I think Scotty Scheffler was in the field that week, too. Yes, he was. He was 17. It was before he even... Yes. He was just a commit to Texas at the time. And I think he got in because he had won the junior... He didn't pay five bucks. Yeah, I paid. He gave. Um, no. Who's the old? Who's no, the old? Do uh, Mike Davis. He gave Mike Davis a rimmer. Oh my god! <laughs> you couldn't even say a hand job. You had to say rimmer. Yeah, you're a I mean, sicko. He earned it. He earned it. God. Hope my dad doesn't listen this week. All right. Um, so yeah, Brookline, the country club. It's one of the five founding clubs of the USGA. Johnny, can you name any other ones? This is a good I'm game. I guess Marion is one. No. Oakmont. No. Wingfoot. 
No. (laughs) 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 Wrong again. Uh, Shinnecock. Uh, That was going to be my next guess. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Chicago Golf Club. St. Andrews. And uh, fuck, I can't see you. Yeah, you going to name them words? You no. Piece of shit? How was St. Andrews? St. Andrews in New York. Oh, in fuck. New York, bitch. <laughs> the Bronx. Yeah, the Bronx. No, now you got to pull it up so we can get the last two. Are you asking me that? Yeah, I thought you were looking it up. No, the other two. Uh... No, I'll look it up. Right, we said Shinnecock, Chicago Golf Club, The Country Club, Brookline, Newport Country Club, and St. Andrews Golf Club. Those are the five. Totally worth it. Okay. All right. Johnny, Brookline, there's actually three separate nines out there, and if you thought that the routing at Southern Hills was kind of weird, like hitting a driver over a green, there's going to be some real weird setup here because there's, like I said, three separate nines, and they're using parts of all, um, they're using parts of all three. So you're going to have a tee box like, I don't know. If you want to really get in the weeds on that, the fried egg did a really good rundown of it. You know, these old ass golf courses, if they're going to be able to play there today, they got to make some uh, some big time adjustments. So it's going to be a par seventy, seven thousand two hundred sixty four yards. Not very far, considering you know U.S. Open standards, I'd say. But it is going to be U.S. Open setup. Very narrow fairways. The rough is going to be thicker than it has been, even for U.S. Open standards, from what I've read this week. And they're really quirky holes. There's not many straight holes at all. They're all gay. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh there's yeah. actually quite a few that are over uh you know there's obviously a handful that are right around 500 yards but there's like four whole par fours that are under 400 yards um i believe uh maybe like the 10th hole one of them is like 310 yeah so uh and then obviously the 17th is where we, we met had his history that's where justin leonard made the long putt um that's a shorter uh par par four as well nice so. um Bank grass fairways, they're going to be really small greens. Think of Pebble Beach, but unlike Pebble Beach, they they have a lot of undulation for as small as they are, so they're kind of tilty. Um, and what else, man? All of the last 10 winners of the U.S. Open were inside the top 30 of the WGC rankings. Seven of the last 10 have been American. Well... Um, not last year, obviously, right? Not the. No, I, hey, listen, words. I think that it's a U.S. Open. You got to hit the ball in the fairway for the most part, and you got to limit your mistakes. Key is not making, uh, there's bogeys that are going to be made. Now, if you can avoid the double bogeys or the X's, the higher numbers, that's going to be a guy who is going to have a good chance at the end of the week. Not me. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> All right, so you want to go over the feature groups? Yes. All right, words. The first featured group, we've got P- former PGA champion and Open champion Colin Morikawa. He's playing with reigning U.S. amateur champions James Pyatt and the defending champion of the U.S. Open, Jean Rahm. Johnny, are you pulling the Rahm trigger? I am not picking John Rahm this week. Unfortunately, I do like his chances. I was back and forth on it, whether or not to do it. But as I mentioned before, his form hasn't been great. We played him both at the Memorial, and he played like shit. Yes, I think he's determined to defend his championship, but only two guys, and you and I both know who the fuck they are, have defended since World War II. Obviously, Brooks and Curtis Strange, but I think there might have been one other guy that did it too. But it is so hard to defend the U.S. Open Championship. If anyone can do it, I think John Rahm can. But 
I'm saving that pick for down the road just because I don't know. I, I I might be might be the big thing I lived to, you know, regret. Regret. Same. I'm off of him as well. Wow. I'm on James Pyatt. No. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, you know, I thought about Colin Morikawa this week, but he came into his press conference and he doesn't even know where his ball's going, basically. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. And I feel like Morikawa's game isn't on, you know, the best track either, so to speak. I don't know what he's finished at Memorial. Um, but, you know, that's kind of how he was going into the British Open also. It's like he, just, he has a spike week and he wins golf tournaments. So it's very scary passing both of those guys, um, but I did. So I did too, and the thing is, is I, I think Morikawa, you know, he's traditionally hit a, uh, a cut, and, and right now he's he admitted that he's not having very much success with hitting it. He's The ball is going right to left on him. The old doty draw. Yeah, and so um, that kind of coupled with since the Masters, which he I think tied for fifth in, his best finish other than that is, is like a T28 or something. So he has not been the greatest of form and of places that you think, like, you know, Southern Hills kind of, I think, can compare to this a little bit. And he played didn't play well there either. So it's like, okay, well, Colin, I'm going to have to see him round into form towards the end of the season before I use my picks on him. So Isn't that going to suck, though, if, like, he just never does and you look and, I, like, going into the last week of the year and all your guys, like, how you've won, you've taken him once, you've taken John Rahm once. I've taken John Rom twice. Same here. But, um, yeah, no, I've only taken Colin Morikawa once, and I do think that it's a matter of time before he finds his game. So having those in the holster is never a bad thing. So uh, the next featured group words, we've got Jordan Spieth playing with Adam Scott and Max Homa. Mm, intriguing. Homa, like, kind of, the arrows are kind of pointing to him for whatever reason in my mind. I didn't have the, the guts to do it just because I think – you know, I saw him. What 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 tournament did he win? Uh, he won the the Wells Fargo. Yeah, and it was played at uh, Cong- TPC P- Potomac. Potomac, right? And that's a tough golf course too. Kind of like this one, kind of quirky. I didn't pull the trigger on him, but uh, I think he's a sneaky good pick. It is. Spieth is a really good pick. I didn't take him either. Um, he has been Tita Green, like one of the best in the world, sneakily. Um, you know, all season, really, it's just been his putting that's been shit, which is very, you know, he's he's one that can turn that on quickly. And then who was the third? Uh, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. I think he's got the he's got the 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 record going right now, not overall, but uh, most consecutive majors played at like eighty something amongst players, and the, the closest is like sixty or maybe even in the fifties. So Adam Scott's. Really good uh, at making majors. He's got one. Not today. Not today. No, and I completely agree with, with Max Homa. Like, he got over the hump of, like, really not playing well in a major. Like, he T12 at, at Southern Hills. That's still his best finish. But we've talked about it before. It's the confidence he's got to have to play with these guys. And I still just don't know. I would not be surprised if Max Homa lifts the trophy at the end of the week. But it's not enough for me to, like, go away from what I think is a better pick. Yeah, I'd be a little surprised. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be surprising, but it's not like, you know, he's inside the top 20 in the he, world now, I think. Yeah, so. he done three-putt. Yeah, and so Jordan Spieth, uh, I'm out of Jordan Spieth picks. Was I tempted to pick him? If I had one, maybe. Uh, he's basically sharpened every part of his game except for putting, which was normally his strong suit. So it's kind of a weird thing. Just like any guy, if you can start putting well, if you have a good week of putting, anyone, I think, can win on tour for the most part. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see because Jordan Spieth is a grinder. He can get up and down. If the putter goes his way this week, maybe he can get back in the in the major championship winner's circle. But uh, I don't have the pick to make, so I didn't make it. But Same. Words, the next featured group. This is a good one here. We've got last week's champion, Rory McIlroy. He's playing with last year's Masters champion, Hideki Matsuyama, and a guy who always seems to be in contention at U.S. Opens, the X-Man, Xander Schauffele. His U.S. Open record is crazy. He's played five U.S. Opens, and his worst finish is T7. Yeah, I still haven't taken him once this year, I don't believe, and I'm not taking him this week um, just because he played really well at the Memorial, but his it was his balls, it was his his iron play was really good. He was a little wild off the tee, and I mean, you're going to have to be really straight. Um, you well, know, not, not sexually. I'm not straight at all. Exactly, so you'd be fine, but... Yeah, you're gonna need to be. You're gonna need to find some fairways here, and so that that scared me on Xander a little bit. Um, Rory, I got, I got no more Rory picks, do I? I don't believe so. No, wait, no, I don't. So yeah, I can't take Rory. Hey, I mean the fact that, the fact that you don't know tells me that you weren't really thinking you were gonna go with him anyways. I I was not. Um, even though I think he's he could definitely win. It's just like the back to back weeks. I mean, if if anyone can do it, it's Rory, and I think that 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 confidence builder, not to mention how he did it. I mean, we've talked for a long time about his driving. Of course, he can place the ball anywhere he wants to, 350 almost every time. And But he would get those 110-yard shots and put them like to 17 to 20 feet. And last year or last week at the Canadian Open, I mean, he almost he was damn near knocking them in every time. Um, so that's really a good sign, obviously, for Rory. But I think he's going to be pretty chalky, and so I just decided to – to not do it. Plus, if Rory kind of gets a little, even a little bit pouty, it uh, it can go south pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, much like myself. I agree. Hey, but here's the thing with Rory: since the Masters, uh, which he backdoored the 64 on Sunday, obviously fifth in the Wells Fargo, Fargo eighth in the PGA, T18 at Memorial, and then he won last week. Um, his majors, obviously, he's got a shit ton of top tens. I am going with Rory McIlroy. Um, which I do think will be a Me too. very, Me too. very I'm changing tricky my, pick. I'm changing my fucking picks. But I know there are a fair amount of people who have already exhausted the Rory picks. Um, and words, I'm also going to do something that I hate doing. I'm going with Xander from the same group just because I can't dodge that track record and it's a matter of time before he puts it all together. And shit, with this purse, even a fucking T6 will pay quite a bit of money. So I think Xander is a safe bet and that's why I'm picking Xander as well. Yikes. Good picking. Nice. Um, the next featured group, and I mean, there's not too many bad ones out here, but we've got JT coming off his second major championship at the PGA and playing pretty good golf since then. Uh, he's playing with the man from Norway, Victor Hovland, and a guy who is resurgence has been very, very hot lately, Tony Finau. Oh, big Tony. I wanted to do it, but like I said, he needs to he needs to win on the the regular tour before I, I go picking him in some majors. So I pass on Tony. Vic has been quietly having kind of a bad year. Uh, I think he had, he top 10 somewhere, but then I think maybe since the players even, he hasn't had a top 20, which is kind of scary. And he actually chipped the ball pretty well at Southern Hills. It was his putting. He didn't, he couldn't putt. So I'm off of Vic. I got three Vic picks, so I need to figure out where I want to play him. And then JT, 
I mean, I think he's the hottest golfer in the world right now. Yeah, and that hairline. <laughs> yeah, are you picking him? That buzz cut. Uh, no, I'm not. I uh, I did not pick JT. Back to back majors is a pretty tough call, pretty tough order. I think he's probably going to be a top ten guy. Uh, and like you said, with this purse, that's that three top ten guys could could end up uh, getting you there. But I didn't do it, man. I uh, like I said before we started the show, I am starting to second guess my picks, John. A little bit. The thing about uh, JT, yes, he is a perennial guy that's there, obviously. But his track record in the U.S. Open is not as, I think, strong as you would think. His best finish was T8 in 2020. Before that, he finished T9 in 17. But other than that, you know, missed the cut in 19. He finished T19 at at Torrey Pines last year when Torrey seemingly was a good course set up for him. I think... If he gets a little erratic with the driver, that's gonna be that's gonna spell his demise here. Um, I do have two more JT picks left, and I'm excited to have those, but I'm not burning one this week on him. Nice, yeah. I think that this course is a much better setup for JT than Tory, just because, like I said, there aren't a bunch of straightforward holes. There, it's it's almost you know, there's some blind shots you have to hit. There's lots of shot shaping that can get involved, and so I think that this is a better setup for him. But I didn't. I kind of avoided the chalk with him. Yeah. That was my thing going into this thing, which is probably stupid, but avoiding chalk. Hey. So I can get that major money. I, I got you. Um, I got to get the bonus. You know, that's what's funny. I don't, I'm hoping that I have like the actual featured, featured groups. Because the next featured group words, the guy that you mentioned that won the last USGA event here, Matt Fitzpatrick, playing with Webb Simpson. And the man with the golden nose is back, Dustin Johnson. Man, is anyone going to take DJ? It's pretty cra- – I mean, it's a it's a crap – you didn't. No. Oh, <laughs> you were giving me that look like <laughs> I no. did something crazy words. But you look at his track record at the U.S. Open, Johnny, and he is a fucking U.S. Open machine, mm-hmm. a top 10 machine at the U.S. Opens. But as we said, he's got the paycheck, and I don't think he fucking loves golf that much anymore. So – didn't go with him. I didn't go with Braceface. Couldn't do it two weeks in a row. And what else? Who was the third guy? Webb Simpson. Yeah. Maybe if it was 2012. <laughs> well, I mean, fuck. He had a great 20, what, 20? He had a great year, and then all of a sudden it now it's 20, just like, oh. 2018 or 19. But yeah, I know. he's He got old, and he's not as long anymore. Um. Well, I, I didn't take anybody in this group words, and I wasn't even really tempted to. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier with kind of the fanfare of the guys that were, you know, the fans that were cheering on Phil. It'll be interesting to see how they receive DJ out there, whether or not it even matters. I want some Boston fans to get a little backbone and start booing some of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, I want Bryson to start crying. <laughs> hey, I like that, too. I, I would love to see that myself. Um, but I just, you know, DJ doesn't really give a fuck, and that's why I don't think he's going to be a factor this week, especially not playing well. But who knows? I've been wrong more times than I've been right. Nothing would make me happier if every single live person missed the cut this week. That would be the the best-case scenario, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that would be, but I... Get your asses to fucking bumfuck Portland and go live that Antifa life. <laughs> Uh, well, words, the, the feature group that I'm not finding on here, which that's why I think I'm looking at something that maybe is just not exactly 
the best as far as what the feature groups are. But the last one on this list that I'm looking at, you've got Phil Mickelson playing with Shane Lowry and Louis Oosthuizen. So they sandwiched poor Shane with two of these fucking cucks, which you haven't heard Louis say a goddamn thing about joining the Liv. Oh, Louis, <laughs> all you want to hear him talk about is going on his tractor, and that's what he wants to do is be a farmer. <laughs> tractor? John Deere? My John Deere tractor, which I purchased out of my Open Championship win. <laughs> I did take Sugar Shane Lowry. Okay. Um, it's a good pick. Yeah, Tita Green has been one of the best players all year, and uh, he's a major champion winner. He can putt, he can chip, he can keep the ball in the fairway. I don't think he's going to be uber chalk, like probably top 10 as far as number picks, guys, but uh, I don't think he's going to be number one, right? No, I, I don't think so, but we've talked about all of the golf tournaments this year that have seemingly been set up for tough golf, tough conditions, difficult course. Whether it's weather or the setup of the course itself, Shane Lowry always seems to be a guy that's there. So yeah, unless unless he's going up against Sepstrock and it starts raining and he rushes his tee shot <laughs> on eighteen, which hey, that, I didn't bring it up, you did. That was the worst fucking luck. Um, go on. Okay. Yes, I agree with that. Shane is built for really really tough golf courses. So the list that I was talking about that I was looking for for like why this group would not be featured, I found it on another one. But this is a great group. We got the number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, playing with Cam Smith, who I think is now number four, after Rory just moved up to number three, and Brooks Kepka, Mr. Major. Mm, and Brooks switched back to his TaylorMade driver and uh, Pro, Pro V1X yes. golf ball. And Brooks just, you know, I can't do it. It's probably, it's right in that, like, <laughs> that the, the risk wheel, right in that wheelhouse where Brooks is just going to come out of nowhere yes. and fucking bulldoze. Yes, but I didn't. I did not take him. I've got one more Scotty pick. I did not take him here either. And um, Cam is going to be a really popular pick here, and he should be. He's but as far as like the elite players, he's the one that can get a little spray off the tee, and that is a concern for me. So I I stayed off of old Cammy. So here's here's my take on this group. I really, really considered taking Brooks. I took him at the PGA. He kind of showed flashes, but still, T55. He missed the cut at the Masters. Those are his last two starts. For me to go he, out in this, yeah. He, he hasn't played since the PGA? No. Oh, he got fucking married. Yeah, he got married two weeks ago. Yeah. So my whole thoughts about this were, is it worth the risk of taking Brooks Kepka when I could go with a guy who I think is more of a sure thing. But what is a sure thing anymore in golf, right? Um, so I, I just, I really would not be surprised if Brooks plays well, but I didn't have the fucking balls to do it. And uh, yes, you're right about Cam Smith. I think he's going to be very popular. Scotty, being that he played here in the 2013 uh, USAM, was intriguing, but it's hard to win two majors in the same year, so... I'm thinking I'm going to use that last pick somewhere else. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Brooks flew from here to Portland. Yeah. I hope it doesn't happen. I wouldn't be surprised with that either words. Um, so that was the featured groups that I had. I do not uh, think that there's anyone that I missed. Um, other than that, I am on Xander and Rory. And you are on Shane Lowry words. I got to think that we're on my third guy that was a guy that we're both on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. 
a guy who's made a living off of playing in majors and a guy that has not won a major, but he's also never won a tournament either. I'm going with the second-place finisher who lost in a playoff at Southern Hills. I'm going with the kid, Will Zalatoris. Good pick. No, I did not go with wow. Willie Z. I got one more Willie Z uh, to be played. I don't know. Like you said, it was just a little too easy. Like, yeah, going straight from Southern Hills, top five in there, top five in here. I don't know. He has had a really good track record on all the majors. And, yes, he's long and straight, hits greens. Just don't give him a one-footer, and he should be okay. Uh, it's a good pick, but I did not go with Willie Z. Instead, I went with one of your old boys, the Avocado King, Joaquin Neiman, who won cover-to-cover, cover, babe, at Riviera which is a really hard golf course in its own right. And, um, you know, what more needs to be said? He's long and straight, and uh, he's I think he's got the game for it. He's ready. He's going to be major champion in his life. Yeah, sure he will. Um, I agree with that. But I will tell you this, too. They are playing in the same group. How about that? Will Zalatoris, Joaquin Neiman, and Cam Young. So mm. it'll be a comfortable pairing for old Cam Young. That's the same twosome that we saw falter in the final round of uh, – at Southern Hills, those two play together. But um, I do like Cam Young this week, but the fact that he fucking shot 84 whenever I was on him at the Memorial still hasn't gotten out of my head. So. I thought long and hard about Cam Young. I thought really long and hard about Davis Riley, who has, hasn't has finished outside the top 15 in like two or three months on yeah. tour. Uh, so Davis the- Riley, he's actually, uh, I just was looking at his group. He has a good group as well, I believe, but... Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, don't sleep on Davis Riley. As far as the betting market is concerned, I think you can get a great number on Davis Riley, like seventy to one or eighty to one. You know, you know, which is not that crazy, but for the way he's playing, like you just said about his finishes and what he's been doing on tour, um, Davis Riley is a name that's here to stay for a long time. I think we got a number. All right, Johnny, my last pick. I'm going with slamming Sammy Burns. Okay. Um, this is my third pick on Sam this year. He missed the cut at Tory. I forget where else I took him, but he missed the cut there also. So if he misses the cut here, I'm done with him forever. Was it the Arnold Palmer maybe? No, it was more recent. Okay. It was with the past couple weeks. Maybe TPC Potomac, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's got serious game, and um, he's the guy that when he gets there on Sunday, he knows how to win. He's won golf tournaments. He's won golf tournaments at hard courses like the Valero. So those are my hopefully not uber chalky picks, and uh, I'm hoping to to get that major win, baby. So, I, I need that fucking cash. I, th- I think I think Sam Burns is, is definitely a good pick, and I think it'll be decently popular. The one thing that scared me away from Sam Burns, this is his fourth U.S. Open to play in, and I know he's a young guy, but his – He's missed the cut two out of the three that he's played, and the one that he made the cut, it was T41. Oh, God! So, as far as majors are concerned, his best finish in a major was this year's PGA Championship when he was T20. Okay, good. So, the experience is the one thing that scared me away from Sam, Sam Burns, but he's right up there with Scotty Scheffler as far as, you know, I think Scotty Scheffler could have not played another tournament and still really had a good chance at winning player of the year this year, but the only person that's even in the same realm as him is Sam Burns because he's won three times this season. Yep, coming off a good week. That's kind of what else I was looking at, um, the Canadian Open leaderboard. So, John, those are my shit picks. 
All right, so yeah, that means words is on Lowry, Joaquin Neiman, and Sam Burns. I am on Xander Shafle, Rory McIlroy, and the kid, Will Zalatoris. I got to think you've got a unique lineup. Me, on the other hand, I don't think the same. But, um, you know, hopefully <laughs> there's some winners among those six guys. Um, surprisingly enough, we're not on a single of the same pick, so that'll make things interesting all weekend long. Thank God. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, that ought to set up for a... Great viewing this weekend, Words. Unfortunately, I think I told you, Saturday, I'm not even going to really get to watch much golf, I don't think, which makes me want to kill myself. Um, heading to Dallas, got a little bullshit I got to go to down there, and Sunday is, Sunday is my first Father's Day. And it's a baby are, shower, John. It's a baby shower. It's, it's uh, Maggie said to me, oh, well, I'm sure you'll want to play golf on Father's Day, won't you? I said, oh, no, babe, I'm watching golf on Father's Day. So alone, I'm going to, yeah, just shut the fuck up and leave me alone. No, she's going to drive the car home. I'm going to probably smoke a bowl in the morning and just kind of sit there and ride along, bub. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there on Sunday. Your first Father's Day, John, and you expect some big gifts? Uh, no, because I didn't get Maggie anything really that good. So (laughs) no, uh, I think I, she asked what I wanted. I just said golf balls, you know, easy, easy, easy to shop for. Man, yeah. What would you do with a hundred million dollars? Uh, buy houses all over the country and probably a NetJets subscription. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> the NetJets deal, yeah. I wouldn't want to buy many homes. Just taxes and bullshit. Airbnb. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy. I'd, I'd buy one in Colorado, and I'd probably buy one like in Cabo. Oh, so the cartel could take it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was about to say? Oh, yeah, what Gray and I used to say, it was like, hey, you know, Gray and I theoretically win the lottery. What's the first thing you do? Uh, you mean after getting, getting divorced? <laughs> but now I have a kid, and I don't think the same way. <laughs> and so does he. He might still think the same way, though. I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully Izzy's listening right now. <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt it. All right. Well, you got anything, uh, anything else you want to share with our listeners out there? Um, No, I mean, some of the things I'm excited to see, obviously, you know, I hate talking about it, but it'd be interesting to see how Phil, what Phil does, DJ does, any of the live guys, that's a whole new thing. Um, and then, you know, Keita Nakajima, a guy we talked about uh, in the, was it the Masters that I, I brought him up and he was the in, in contention through uh, the first two rounds. He's the number one amateur in the world from Japan, uh, another great player. So that's what I love about this field is it does yield some stories. It'll be interesting to see the low amateur um, again, that 56-year-old guy that qualified. So, Ben Lorenz, former uh, or current Sooner. Yep, current Sooner, and Chris Goddard up also playing this week as well. Um, so I just love I love all of the different things that can happen at the U.S. Open, and it, in my opinion, is the hardest tournament. And, yeah, to and win. Fields favorite. Yeah, just maybe a couple guys will be under par, and they're all going to just going to be stressing. And I can't wait to hear what Terrell has to say about the course after he fires like a you know 81 or something. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I hope I hope I hope that he does. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. I think that's all we got this week. You guys share the show with someone, huh? Yeah, send it to your dad for Father's Day. That'll be good. Hear yeah. uh, hear <laughs> Je talk about uh, milf hunter <laughs> and and uh, Scotty Scheffler rimming uh, Mike Davis. <laughs> oh my God, that's just speculation. I don't think that oh. happened. I know when like I feel embarrassed that it's like, oh my God, that is really fucked up. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, good work, Johnny. Good luck against Bobby Samus. 
You guys enjoy the golf this weekend and keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh, my goodness. Together. Jackass. Been drinking for several hours.